San Francisco's post-apocalyptic hellscape, love that word, hellscape, is on full display in this viral TikTok video. Now, that's the spin. What I would say is, let's watch a young lady traverse, and I say traverse her way through the streets of the Tenderloin to get to work. Yeah, that's what we're going to watch today. That's what we're going to talk about. This is somebody just getting to work. Now, you think your commute is bad? Uh-uh. No, you got to check this out. And for those of you in the audio portion, I will be describing, I will give you a blow-by-blow description of what we're going to be watching. Here we go. So a couple of quick comments. This is this is what, uh, this is what we're looking at. It's PJ Media. We got a little description. Crime has become so bad that major retailers have exited the city with retail shops closing their doors due to an absurd policy in the city where police don't respond to shoplifting incidents under 950. Now, they still do. It's just that it's a misdemeanor. It's no longer a felony. So, you know, nobody's doing anything about that. Criminals have become wise to this policy and break-ins have increased with little recourse. Go on to talk about a map which shows all the closures, the closures in San Francisco, the closures in the proximity to the Tenderloin are, they're legendary. They're worldwide known. Now, here it goes on to say, we used to be getting six bucks per square foot rent, and now we're getting nothing because all the businesses have left, said one San Francisco building owner. So the viral TikTok video that we're about to play was posted by Freak Meek. It shows a scene in the dangerous Tenderloin district far worse than most people can comprehend. The anxiety we experience, this is what Freak Meek. Freak Meek is a young black lady just going to work. She's going to her job. And she comments, the anxiety we experience just traveling to work daily in the Tenderloin in San Francisco, California, is unbelievable. Freak Meek writes in the caption, this is overwhelming and mentally draining, not to mention the dangers of the unpredictable environment. We've all seen kind of these videos, but this video is shot from a first-person perspective of, I'm going to work. So again, if you think your job is tough, you think you've got tricky stuff that you got to overcome, you know, you know, maybe you got something wrong with your car. Is my car going to make it? Well, that's one thing. So you're going to stuck on the side of the road. You're not going to be physically assaulted. You don't have that threat every single day when you're just walking to your job, which is unfortunately in the Tenderloin. Let's watch the video. Here we go. So she's kind of commentating as she goes here. We've got people just littering the sidewalk, just fluids of various sorts on the sidewalk, both sides of the street. It's a major thoroughfare in the Tenderloin. You've got people with carts, with all their belongings, people hunched over doing who knows what. You've got piles of possessions. You've got garbage. You've got people just passed out, sitting on the sidewalk, just the garbage is incredible. Just sketchy dudes with bikes. What are they doing? Who knows? People just sprawled out. 
the garbage lining the gutter. Just she can't even walk down the sidewalk. There's a check this guy out. Oh my word, half a shirt. He just looks like some kind of gremlin. Pants are barely on. Look at this guy. Yeah, she's so polite. There's some guys just. What are they doing? Makes a turn. Just more sketchiness. Somebody sitting on the ground doing who knows what. She's so polite. That's her walk to work. Imagine that. That's your commute. You're walking. You're close enough to walk. That means you live in proximity. Or maybe she's got off a, a bus. Don't really know. She's, you know, going to live and work somewhere close by, probably. Or she's going to be commuting in somewhere in LA, one of those hellacious commutes. And this is her reality. This is what she's dealing with. And this is the reality of so many people because we only fo ever focus on, look at how bad the streets are from the standpoint of, I'd never go there. I wouldn't want to be involved in that. Try running a business in that. All these businesses, they have employees. Those employees got to get there. Those employees. Imagine taking your lunch break, walking outside. All right. Well, I guess the coast is kind of clear. It's kind of clear. Because in that video, you just see a bunch of people and they are up to no good. These are not people sitting around reading a book, right? It's dark. It's sketchy. It's just a ton of people doing who knows what. And I'm being super careful because we're not supposed to really talk about, oh, don't talk about, you know, anything that starts with the D word, D-R-U-G. Don't talk about that because that's, I mean, yeah, you might be promoting recreation drug use, which is not what we do here. But we analyze the impact that the legalization and the progressive stuff that's gone on in all these cities where things have just gone sideways. Yeah, continue to go sideways. A recent viral TikTok video horrifies viewers worldwide, showing how terrible the city has become. You, you can't, you can't argue that certain areas of Seattle, you go to international district, you go to Ballard. I talked about Ballard. I showed, you know, what conditions are like in Ballard. So at nighttime, take the video that I shot for the target stores closing. Yeah. It's not a good look, right? Not a good look. And that's in Seattle. It's no different anywhere else. Cause you got a bunch of people who are on drugs, doing drugs, selling drugs, whatever it might be. Then you've got the, you know, invariably all the ecosystems that support that lifestyle. And we've allowed it to just occur on our streets. It's okay. They're unhoused. 
they just don't have a house. That's their only issue. No, that's, that's not, that's not the point. And this young lady just trying to get to work. I, I looked at, um, I looked at her TikTok. Uh, profile and she, she's got a couple of videos up. I looked at them. So she went from, she took a trip, my first time to San Francisco and, you know, some, her doing some tourism stuff. And then she had another video. She's just trying to get her TikTok going. And then she shoots this one video. And so her TikTok goes from, you know, a handful of views to, all right, now you got 23,000 views on your one video. So she is in that, she's in that. <laughs> She's in that world of, oh, okay, well, I touched on a subject here that is clearly getting some traction. What am I doing? So does she go from young black female TikTok artist trying to get going with some fashion, some whatever, whatever is important in her life, show the world via her TikTok account? Or does she go down this, look at the hellscape that San Francisco has become? When in reality, she's just trying to show this is what I face daily on my way into work. This is what I face daily on my way into work. So great video. I mean, and it's, it's, it's so just, it's so basic. It's so raw. I showed uh, footage the other day of a drone shot from a very small YouTube account. Um, I don't even remember how big the account was, but they, they got this drone shot of, UN Plaza that's been, you know, arguably cleaned up for the APEC conference. But the, the, the footage was just showing all of these people, the people that we just saw, people I just described to you on the audio portion of this podcast, all of just this, you know, picture people kind of darting in and out of like black areas, you know, doing who knows what, taking who knows what. You get the picture, right? Like in the video, that I described here uh, of in the tenderloin that, that we just saw. For those of you that that are on the audio portion, we we literally followed this guy who had a bag with stuff. Who knows? Probably his all his you know earthly possessions, and his shirt was literally torn off of his back. A good portion of his shirt. So his, like his back was literally exposed and he's all hunched over because he's probably on the fentanyl. Who knows? But I mean, this is, you know, and, and the, the gal filming and, and is, is just kind of like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. I'm just trying to get to my job. <laughs> and you got this guy with half of a shirt, you know, just. Just this, you know, hellscape is a, a very, very descriptive word that makes absolute sense because what you're witnessing here is exactly what they're trying to clean up in the tenderloin right now so that they can have the APEC conference go on. That's going to start, I think, their first big event, and that's the Asia Pacific whatever, whatever conference. Um, I don't ever remember what it actually stands for because I don't really care. Because um, I just want to hear how it goes. I'm curious to see how much they can clean up in San Francisco to make that conference viable. Because you've got you've got some uh, you know you got presidents coming in from other countries. You got some high level bureaucrats coming in. It's a big meeting. You got like twenty thousand people coming into town in San Francisco, the Moscone Center. Am I pronouncing that right? I never know. Is it Moscone or Moscone? I'm not sure that center, right? Their big convention center. 
And Salesforce just recently said, hey, we said we we're going to take our convention out of San Francisco, but we're not. So they've re-upped for another year. Must have gone okay. They must have gone through the checklist. Let's see, nobody got killed from our convention in the tenderloin. So I guess we'll, I, I guess we'll keep going. We'll just have this party every year. But those things aside, you've got employees that have to get to their jobs. And that's that's something that, that we don't talk a ton about. But it's like down here saying we used to be getting six bucks per square foot of rent. That is that is not a lot. That is some cheap rent. But when you look where your doorway is, when you look where your sign is, six bucks. Anything over zero is probably yeah, I I don't know if I'd want to do I don't, you know, if you give it to me for free, maybe. Now you'd be better off going elsewhere and having an environment where people aren't just absolutely freaked out about number one, making it to your store alive, not stepping in human doo-doo, not being physically accosted, and just physically navigating your way. Because you saw how that young lady had to kind of step off the, she had to step off into the bus lane to get around all the riffraff on the sidewalks doing Lord knows what kind of shenanigans, right? Just absolutely mind blowing. But you know, that is a scene that in any of these, these communities, San Francisco, the Tenderloin has been, you know, it's, I think they call it a 55 block, you know, rough prison. It's like, uh, it's that area that's been known to have the SROs, the single room occupancy over the years. And now it's just degenerated to this area where people can do whatever they want, willy nilly shenanigans all day long, all day long. Um, and it's just that type of environment. And yet there are still businesses, you know, ongoing. I talk about watching the videos in, in, uh, Philadelphia, you know, where, where you've got just a crazy xylazine, trank dope type scene going on where people are, you know, having limbs amputated on the regular. It's just this just this messed up scene. And what I talk about is all the videos you see coming out of Philadelphia. There are businesses in the background of all the stuff, the craziness that we're seeing on the streets that are still operating. Somebody has to go into those businesses and, and open them up and work there and take their lunch break from there. And that's one more layer of why so many of these businesses leave these types of areas because People show up to their job interview and, you know, that's if they show up because, you know, what we just saw with that young lady having to traverse that kind of environment every day. It's like the kids getting off the bus. Oh, yeah, it's pretty normal. Guys just over there shooting up. Another guy smoking fentanyl down there. I mean, it's just normal. Let me get to my sixth grade class. I got to go learn my sixth grade stuff. You know, it, it's become normal, but it's not. And businesses that have to deal with this type of environment, tough to get employees, tough to get employees today anyway, no matter where you are. I go to, I go to Gene Juarez here. It's a local hair cutting company. It's, it, it's pretty nice. I've been going there since my girlfriend, when I was 16, said, Hey, you should get your haircut where my whole family gets their haircut, Gene Juarez. And so I started going there and I've been going there ever since. It, it's expensive. It is not cheap. 
um, 90, 93 bucks for a men's haircut, but we've got our own salon. We've got our own keg. We've got our own wine that they hand out all that, or they used to maybe pandemic, maybe post pandemic. I never went in and got a haircut and said, Hey, pour me a beer. That's just not. Yeah, no, but the issue is the same there. They can't get people to work the front desk. They went to this whole kiosk system where you check in yourself and you're basically doing all the work of a person at a front desk because they can't get anybody to come do that job for, you know, whatever that job pays, you know, on an hourly basis. I know it's not a ton, but it's, uh, it's probably more than what you're getting at retail in the tenderloin. So, you know, in these areas where you've got the additional layer of, oh my gosh, am I going to even make it to my job today? Let alone working whatever kind of job you're doing when you get there, right? And then, and then you got to make the gauntlet home. Maybe she takes the bus from a few blocks away. All right. Now let's just see. It's just, I got to call somebody, get somebody on the phone here because I'm walking through some seriously sketchy stuff. And if I was a young lady, no, hell to the no. This this gal must come from, she must have a bunch of brothers or something, like physically brothers and sisters that at home <laughs> that she feels comfortable just walking her way through. She's, she's not afraid of doing that. And from that standpoint, I mean, I would be afraid I, just like, oh, what are, what are we doing here? You know, it's like a Jonathan Cho walking up the, the streets of wherever. And, um, you take your life in your hands. You might be accosted by somebody who's just whacked out of their mind. And if you've been around that environment at all, you know what I'm talking about. It, she says that it's, uh, yeah, here, here she goes. This is overwhelming and mentally draining, not to mention the dangers of the unpredictable environment. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a little description. Police lights flashing, litter in the streets, and homeless encampments in doorways with sketchy individuals loitering everywhere are on full display in the video. The scene is something one would expect to see in a war zone like Gaza, not in a bastion of liberal America in the heart of one of the wealthiest regions of California. It's so true. This, these are the streets of San Francisco. Streets of San Francisco. Right? I mean, yeah, this is what it's come to. What I always say is, hey, this is progress. So much progressive progress in the right direction. You got people dying on the streets. You got litter everywhere. You got people just living there, pushing shopping carts with all their worldly possessions and just, you know, making a go of it. The TikToker walks past a hunched over man who has half of his shirt torn. Yeah, and he, he's literally hunched over, carrying a bag, just like along with several people who appear to be on drugs. Yes, yes, they did. And in the description below, she asked the question, where is our protection? There are so many concerns and protections in place for drug users and homeless people. But what about the working class that have to pray that they make it to and from work in this environment? These are real dangers faced every single day just to be able to provide for your family. They get money for war, but can't feed the poor. These elected officials, both Republican and Democrats, continue to fail the people. No humanity. We have a crisis right here in our backyard, and we're funding wars in other countries. Yeah, I mean, that is so true, right? You got a war on the streets here. And it's, it's not being won by the good guys. We'll say that. And what I would also say 
is this isn't necessarily a war being fought in all communities. It's just, it's being fought the most and the fiercest in the ones that have gone down this very progressive notion of, all right, you know, defund the police and you know, all this stuff, you know, proposition 47, where under 950 bucks, Hey, you can steal that. It's misdemeanor. You know, world's your oyster. If you're a criminal drugs, Hey, we got them cheap. We got them readily available coming across that Southern border all day long. Why not? Let's just make this happen. And and then the streets just degenerate into this. And in, in all honesty, San Francisco's the um, tenderloin. It's been that way for a long time, right? This is nothing new. But now with the advent of fentanyl and these other drugs, you've created this you've created this massive issue. The only way to really get a hold of this is start getting some people into treatment and getting them off the streets. These folks don't want to go to treatment and you don't have the treatment facilities to get them in mass numbers off the streets. So it's like we've hooked all these people into this lifestyle and you can't necessarily just stick them in housing because we've seen how that works. It doesn't. It's just this massive uphill battle on trying to remodel the same apartment unit over and over and over, the same single room occupancy room over and over and over. It's just, it goes wildly sideways. The article goes on to say, this video was posted soon after Joe Biden asked to secure $105 billion in funding for Ukraine, Israel, and other foreign nations. The president never mentions the crisis happening in America cities like San Francisco or offers any consolation or solution for U.S. citizens living in terror. Retailers aren't the only ones fleeing the city as residents have been moving out at record rates. One can't help but wonder what it would take for career politicians like Gavin Newsom to wake up and declare a state of emergency, which clearly exists from the evidence presented in this video. That's true. That's true, but we sweep it under the rug. And what we say is, if we just had some more housing, if we just had some more housing, a little bit more time, we'd get there. Do you think that's going to work? Uh-uh, it's not. It's not. And unfortunately, what would work isn't going to be done. So, you going to let these folks, folks just kind of die off? Yeah, that is what's going on, right? And those numbers are, you know, this year again, it's going to be way over 100,000 deaths throughout the United States. 100,000. You know, after a few years, that tends to add up, right? And we're like, okay, how many deaths do we have with the whole COVID? COVID-19 deal? How many was that? A million something? I mean, all right. Yeah. And we shut the economy down across the United States and so many of these states. We did that. And what are we doing for this one? Well, if we just had some more housing, get these people off the streets and get them back on their, you know, right direction of path of life. Don't think so. I don't think so. So it'll be interesting to see how the, um, be interesting to see how the whole APEC conference goes, knowing that they're having to work around a lot of what we just saw in that video, trying to clean that up, trying to polish the turd just a little bit. What they're doing is they're just playing whack-a-mole and they're getting this influence away from the the convention center. All right, if we can just scoot it away long enough, maybe everybody will ignore the fact that if you go a few blocks that away, mm, it's some real nonsense going on, right?
<laughs> All right. Tell everybody at the conference, don't go to the intersection of here and here because it's bad today. That's how it goes, right? This stuff is a fluid situation. One day they're all piled up on this corner. Then they move over here. Somebody gets busted. You know, somebody dies. Well, let's move over to there again. And we've seen that. We've seen that with the, in the Nancy Pelosi federal building. All right. We've got to sweep everybody out. All right. Now we got to put up these big, big metal fences out in front to try and keep the riffraff off the, off the premises of the, of the property. And then we're going to have 18, you know, police cruisers all lined up in front. It just looks like an enormous bust is going on all the time. And it's not. They just want to have their presence there, but you can't do that throughout the entire tenderloin. It's like 55 blocks. It's a big area. It's a big area. So those convention goers, yeah, maybe just don't leave your hotel and just go right into an Uber. Don't really explore the city because, yeah, you go south from where you're at. Mm, yeah, we don't recommend that. Stay in your hotel, guys. Look out the window. Look at the beautiful San Francisco around you and call it a day. Right? Right? <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see when 20,000 people come into this area of San Francisco, how it all goes. All right. That's it for me on this one. Thanks so much for being here. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now. <laughs>